Hey everybody, welcome back to the weekly DLC. I'm one of your hosts, Karosh, and I'm joined today by... My name is Daniel. My name is Daniel J. <laughs> My so name is Daniel Barton. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we're part of the weekly DLC. We are the weekly DLC. What am I saying? We're part of it. Um, what we do is we have a podcast every week. We release on Mondays um, on your regular podcasting channels like iTunes, SoundCloud, most channels. Still working on the Google one. That's a work in progress. So the once Googles. we once we get Google going, we'll let you know. But what we do is we meet every week. Uh, we sit down. We have a little uh, nerd discussion about just three topics we want to go over um, that is nerd-related. It could be games. It could be comics, movies. Who knows? It could even be some fun other things. Who knows? Um, so how you guys been? Good. Playing a lot of Legend of Zelda. Still? Yeah. Damn. That game... Two bosses in. I still feel like I haven't even made it. <laughs> it's it's freeing not to have achievements, man. So really? I'm saying. So I'm saying. I think so. I to, the thing with the achievements, and you mentioned this before a little bit. I think a good achievement shouldn't feel like work. Mm. And a lot of times, games tend towards feeling like work with these achievements and, and trophies, just for like Xbox and uh, um, PlayStation. Um, they like go like you got to do like 300 collectibles or you got to beat this on the most BS fucking un unrealistic difficulty in two hours. Like, but the ones I mean, like it should feel like, hey, I'm already natural, here. Yeah, this would be a cool X like, hey, I'm going to like, let's say you're doing um, a fight like a, a boss fight or something. Being able to do it in one less like cycle, for instance, mm -hmm. like, oh, that's an achievement or. Figuring out, I don't know, some, some clever ways, but it should be like it's showing you a fun way of playing the game as well. I don't think games put enough attention to their achievements and trophies in knowing that they can add uh, fun to it. Where yeah. they, they feel like it's a tack on. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what people want. We'll just throw it in there. Fuck them. <laughs> and we sit there suffering because we're fucking OCD. But I feel like <laughs> some achievements or trophies should be really difficult just right. to like show off. Like, yeah, I did this. Right. I think the the mundane ones are... I, mm -hmm. I should correct. I think the mundane ones mm -hmm. are the ones that I'm talking about. Difficult ones, you're 100%. I agree. Mm -hmm. You should feel like, eh, yeah, that was an achievement. Mm -hmm. I beat the speed run on the tutorial of Titanfall 2 Ugh. in less than 30 seconds. Fuck that trophy. <laughs> but when I earned it, I was like, damn, I'm you a boss. You could show it off. How many? Yeah. <laughs> like 100 tries? 1,000? Million? A week, oh, a solid wow. week, wow, solid week of like the equivalent of uh, Jang, your your Lionel plays. Okay, yeah, yeah. A week of that, <laughs> it drove. I had dreams of that stupid. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I it can be. It is freeing. I agree because it's just like I don't. I usually, if I'm not going towards the story of a game, I'm working towards the achievements or trophies, and I don't have that either. So I'm just like, what do I do in Zelda? Just do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> like and. This is kind of like what I agree with. Yeah. Um, you said that you had a lot of fun climbing. And oh. that yeah. Like, so I've, now that Horizons passed me, I've literally just been, I've been playing Zelda a lot more than I was before and I'm loving it. Um, I've set up the pro controller, so I'm on the TV all the time. So before I told you guys, I was like, I'm on the handheld all the time. I'm now always sitting on my couch, just like, it's so easy to go on. Like the sleep mode is you just hit the. The home button, hold it, and then it turns my TV and my Switch on. I'm like, oh, wow. This is fucking heaven. So I just <laughs> hit the couch, start playing. All I literally want to do, like, I've barely progressed in the story, even less than you have, Jake. And all I'm doing is, like, 
what's the highest thing <laughs> next to me? You jump off of it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting to there. I think I can climb it if I fucking like just tw- like trick it, like pretty right. much. Like I'm I'm not going able to make it all the way up because of my stamina, but I find a way to like leapfrog my way up. And then uh, once I get there, I'm like, all right, survey the land, take a moment in. It's like you just did a hike. You're just like, ah, oh, this is nice up here. And then I'm just like, all right, I'm going to glide as far as I can. <laughs> you, that's what I noticed. Like, um, so I, I, I finished uh, playing uh, Horizon Zero. Oh, nice. Uh, Don. And uh, one thing that like, because I, I played Zelda first. And then one thing is like, I'd climb mountains and be like, ah, there's no quick way down. I wanted to like just jump the mountain and be like, glide all the way <laughs> down. Easy. No, I got to like walk all the way back down that mountain again. And that's one thing I joined about Zelda is I can slide. I can, I can, I can glide or I can shield slide. Shield surf all the way back down the mountain again, nice. and it's just it's a, such a quick, fun way to yeah. get uh, you know around. Like it takes you a while to get up the mountain, but then you can immediately just get right back down it, uh, and it's it's just always fun. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. That's so much fun. <clears throat> so, what have you been up to? So, um, uh, most recent thing I've been doing is is playing uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Ooh. and one thing I noticed is. Um, the animations. I don't know if you guys have been reading about it. I've been seeing a few things. Yeah, so I know a lot of people, different people, have been getting shit about um, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda just because uh, there's what, been like, what exactly is it? Uh, animation glitches where like you know like they're walking all of a sudden they start walking like they're they like have Conor to, McGregor they, or Vince McMahon <laughs> they have to take a they have to go they they have to go to the restroom like they're just like they're crouched <laughs> and they're like walking like a crab and like they're holding it in or something. Um, like um you know face animations they don't like match up like with the issue i'm having with mine is like the character i created like he blinks and it's like part of his eyeballs are still sticking outside of his eyelids you know <laughs> like his eyelashes sure. aren't matched up perfectly with the end of his eyelids you're not playing a specific like alien race that has this issue no no i well i did custom build my guy but i mean when i built him everything was fine he's and, human yeah he's human okay that's and, what I was trying to get at. And now, um, you know, when I built him, everything looked fine. And now, like, when it's playing the game, like, it has that same issue the whole time. Hmm. Um, and they have pre, preset uh, male versions and preset female versions that you can play. Sort of like the past ones where it's, like, fem-shep, male-shep, like, the yeah, standards. Yeah, Well, I think the fem thing only – or a female shepherd, male shepherd happened in three only, no? Hmm. Did two have female shepherd as well? Pretty sure. Yeah, it did. Did one? No one did. Okay. One did. Okay. I'm pretty sure one. I did just did. know one of them at least. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, this one has a female. You're essentially brother sister. Like you're twins. Oh, so they work it into the story. Yeah, they work it. Into, wow. So if you're a female, your 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 twin's going to be a male. If you're a male, your twin's going to be female. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and it works into the story. Um, I kept my twin like the stock animation, but mine I custom built it. Uh, so you custom both of them. You can custom both of it, but yeah, it took me like <laughs> I was like an hour customizing my guys like. <laughs> I'm not gonna go through this again. Well, I've seen some really funny ones. I know people in the past have done it where they can make their like Captain Shepard super hilarious yeah. and like Ron- Afro Ronald McDonald. Yeah, Ronald. <laughs> so I'm like, I would have some fun with the the the, the, the my clone or my sister or whatever brother yeah. and do something funny with both of them. <laughs> but okay, so you've been playing it. Yeah, have and, you and noticed then, it a lot, or is it? Uh, it's not a lot, but the thing is, like, with like, it hasn't been anything crazy, uh-huh. but this specific thing that's happening with mine it's just it's constant like every time like it's like what do you think shepherd and then goes to my face and it's like oh those <laughs> eyes what the heck is happening right now <laughs> and it's just that it's a constant reminder that something's going on you know and um what i wanted to bring up with that is you know how game 
companies always like will release not release a game but they will tell you a date we're like you were going to come out march 2017 right you know and then like these small issues happen or maybe something worse and like you know what guys we can't release it now like we got to push it back another month and then people get very angry you know so lose lose for that. yeah and i think mass effect had a, a route th- at this point and they were like you know what we're gonna release it because we said we're gonna release it this moment committed to it. and they committed to it and i'm perfectly fine with it like it does bother me but again, it's a game I'm playing, and I and I wanted to play it. This is a sacrifice I'm willing to make to play it. You know, but I know there's like a, a, like you've seen on Twitter or any any other social media, they're they're complaining. They're like picking one person out, and they're complaining. They're like, you suck. Yeah. Because so of- that yeah, I saw a bit of that. And yeah. That was like I think <clears throat> hearkening to the whole Gamergate stuff again. Yeah. They're tying into that. I I don't know too much about that. I could probably speak a bit more in what you're saying about. Mm-hmm. So you're saying about. The risk that these companies have in releasing yeah. because they committed to a date versus, hey, we realized we've overwhelmed ourselves and we have more work to do. Yeah, and I think there's been a norm that's been put into like the game industry where it's like if you talk about releasing a game, people are like, um, oh, wow, that's going to be in five years from now. You know, like they automatically like add a time to the mm-hmm. game that you just announced, didn't even give a date. And they're like, yeah, within five years, you know. And then two years come around, and you're like, all right, from this point on, it's, it's in five years. And they're like, what? You like talked about this two years ago. What the heck are you talking about? So game companies have to like create a game for a long time. And then once it's like anywhere near like playable, they're like, hey, we're making this game. Everyone's like, oh, so sick. But they don't realize like, dude, they've been working on it for like two, three years, you know, yeah. five years. And now they're going to now they're telling you it's another five years from now to create it. You know, it's like the the the, the quality of games have gone up. And the time to make them have gone up. Yeah, but people sure. still give it like, you know, it's going to be two two to three years from now, you know? And that's not the case anymore. So companies Sometimes have to be very scary. Less. Like the Maddens and the <clears throat> and the Assassin's Creed's for the longest time, it's like annual. Yeah, well, because, yeah. I mean, they're, they're I feel like they're recycling a lot of yeah. the work they've already done, which I don't but have I mean, that's, that's something them. they've had to do to mm-hmm. meet that commitment exactly. of like coming yearly. Yeah, but yearly, that's I, to me, that's insane. That's like a machine gun for video games. Like, yeah. It's just boom, boom, boom. Well, then I think, yeah... Call of Duty, a great point, is they have a couple of studios under their belt and they cycle through each mm-hmm. of the studios, giving each of them more time on their version. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. I, I agree. I think it's pretty – it's an interesting challenge the gaming industry is faced with. Um, I sometimes compare it to like how movies are released. It's like you hear about a movie a year usually, maybe a year and a half ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And – you're aware of the the production of it like you hear about like on set like they're here this or that like if you go if you look you can find it like star wars is one of the ones i grew up always like hounding i was like checking out the force.net or something and i'd be like oh they're filming these scenes holy shit that's like behind the scenes look at like obi-wan or whatever and you're it was almost much more transparent and i feel like the gaming industry struggles with a lot of this where that they're they're trying to have these commitments and then, yeah, they have these struggles and trying to release and meet commitments. But the only people setting these commitments are themselves and their pu- the developers have to commit to the publishers. I think it's a business side of things. Yeah. It's like, like I think Mass Effect, the reason they they probably did what they did, uh, this is speculation, is they wanted to avoid the holidays because they were like holiday season, they're going to be drowned out. Right. But they needed to release probably within the fiscal year, which ended right around now, mm-hmm. like mid, like right before spring. Yeah. And so they're like, well, we'll hit this date. Problem is, a lot of other studios also did that. So now they they still face that same drowning out thing mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they weren't the only ones. But 
they also aren't ready. So now they're like, well, we the the probably the EA because the EA or whoever is the business side is like, yeah. well, you got to release this fiscal quarter, right? Year whatever. Yeah, and they're getting like, and they're, because of the money, now they have to release it even though it's not a finished product. And then yeah. they'll be like, well, we got to. I I mean, in my opinion, I see that in like my work. So mm-hmm. I like my personal work, without going into too much details. It's like <laughs> industry like many engineering stuff, yeah. but. We have deadlines. We have yeah, milestones exactly. with customers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we don't hit them or we catch mistakes, we're like, shit, we got to fix these, whatever the problems are. Right, right. Um, there are times when some projects are like, I mean, in my past works, I've seen it in all works. Like, I don't think it's a game industry yeah. issue. It's like. And it goes to the wire. Like It goes, <laughs> not just goes to the wire, but some decisions get made where it's like, we can't fix this by release. We have to release. We will do pickups. Right. We will clean up after. Okay. And we'll just have to take the hit. So essentially, real. patches. Patches, yeah. But in in, in I mean, they, they, they weekly. <laughs> yeah. hey, you see where I'm going? <laughs> I got you. I got you. Shameless plugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, they they make sure they hit like whatever is essential, mm-hmm. and then they're like, well, we, this we can live with. Like, they start making decisions like, can we live with this being an issue and the right. hate or whatever? Mm-hmm. But then they, now you got issues with like fans and like. Custom consumers being like, "Am I okay with this? Do I want to support this?" Pre-orders, like that's a whole big thing. People stop have pre-ordered less because of like false promises. They're like, "I bought this so I could play day of, and the day of launch, server issues, crap issues, day one patches, you know, you name it." So I don't know, like, who was it? Miyamoto that said something. What it's better to delay a bad game. To make it better. I'm butchering it. Yeah. It's something like that. But, but essentially, it's better to delay a game to yeah. make it better than yes. release a bad game. Because you can never fix a bad game. But if you delay, I don't know, something yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, we'll have to look it up. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll put it when we when we release it. But <laughs> it was something that was like, yeah, you can't. When you have a when you have a game that comes out and it's broken, it's, it's broken. That's mm-hmm. the impression it's given. If you delay it, 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 you can always fix it. Right. There are limits. You know, like uh, what's it called? Duke, no Man's Sky. No, not No Man's Sky. Um, <laughs> the eco team one. The, oh, uh, the, the last, last Guardian. Guardian. Oh. <laughs> That's too long. But I think there's like a understandable. Like when I heard Uncharted got delayed, like yeah. it got delayed a few uh, weeks or mm-hmm. not weeks, sorry, months. I mm-hmm. think. And that was like I was like, take your time. I know your body of work. You guys have a solid reputation. I trust mm-hmm. you. Do it because you know I know you guys have good reasons. Right. I think it's harder for like indie people or people but like with like the um. So you, uh, this is another thing where like pronunciation. I don't know if it's right, but you call it eco. I call it ico. Oh, okay. Um, that's what I call it. I don't know. That's what yeah, I've it always called either. it. But um, with ico, um, or at least specifically the last guardian, I feel like that's completely separate because like the the studio got like essentially laid off while the game was being created. I don't know why it got postponed in the beginning, but then like eventually like it was announced like the studio is no longer you know, there and like they can't release the game and they kind of just went on hiatus and then Sony's like, we'll pick it up. We'll, we'll finish it. Well, whoever was in charge of media, <clears throat> I was like, why are you making this still publicly? Like keep it out of the public. Right. And let and, it just go dark so yeah, people don't see that. And it's then you can be dark. like, by the way, guys, here it is. Yeah. Like, so one thing I liked about Mass Effect, I mean, granted the issues aside, I liked that they said, hey, we're coming out in March. And it was like two months before. Yeah. Like three months, maybe mm-hmm. like December or January. I think they said it. And I was like. I love this. Like, give it, announce it closer to the. See, but the thing is, like, I feel like this has to do with 
social media and advertisement. That's this true. is like we got to let people know this is coming out so that they're willing to buy it. We need pre-orders. We need people to buy it. You know, stuff like that. You know who who else did that? Fallout Four. Yeah. When they announced it, I was like, "Whoa, that's." And it was, yeah, exactly. They like under the radar and then boom, announced it. But it did well. That's perfect. Well, that's perfect though because they, they, I mean, they had worked on it enough to where they felt like, I mean, we can totally finish this in time. But it's not like, you know, they were like 10% done and they're like, hey, it's going to come out soon. And everyone's like, oh, cool. Like soon as in like, you know, two years. No, it's soon as in like six years, you know, because it's like such a big game. I'm sure, I don't know how long it would have taken, but. You know, they announced it when it was like 95% complete. So they would have had enough time to finish it. But yeah, like with, um, I mean, that, you know, coincides with like just being advertisement. You got to, you know, advertise a little sooner than than you would want just so that there's enough buildup so people can start buying it. Um, and it, sometimes it's just too early. Sometimes, you know, you, you, you're like, whoa, I like, dang, ooh. that was too early. <laughs> like uh, South Park, this recent one. Yeah. It's now delayed till sometime between now and next year like, <laughs> wow uh, well one was see that's okay though like for me a year just like if you announce and you like, have a year that's cool with me no they they were promoting it to come out like in december then they were like we got delayed till spring and now they're like from this spring till next spring see, that's, i'm like that's crazy to, to me though we got work to do because there's still a long time till till december like yeah. how like i wonder how they're gauging it like if they're like I mean, I feel like they're still far off to finish the game if they're realizing now that, like, man, we can't finish it within this year. No, like, I'm saying they were supposed to release this past December. Oh, I didn't even. <laughs> wow. Okay, so that's how much I don't. As far as like, like, it was either this past December or this January was when it was supposed to. Okay. Like they were they had gameplay demos or an E3. Yeah. This and that. What like, is, the first one was Stick of Truth. What is this one? A fractured butthole. Butthole. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Very clever. <laughs> All I'm saying is project manager for game video games must be super stressful. Yeah. Super I, stressful. I mean, I think many facets of game industry is like doesn't get the light on the shed on it where it's like these guys and gals are putting a ton of work and sacrificing much of their lives to mm-hmm. work on these things and like they just you know, they get laid off after the project, mm-hmm. they get shifted, rotated out, you know, who knows what. I think more light needs to be shed on it. Uh, yeah. The production, much like like I said with films, I think it needs that transparency a little bit. Probably. I feel like this is getting a little dark. You know, people losing their jobs. No. Well, I'm just saying, so. like it's a it's a tough <laughs> industry. Like yeah, it it, it, it definitely I, is. Their work should go appreciate. It's very easy for uh, for like we like you were saying when a game says, "Hey, we came out with bad bugs," and then people target those people's social pages, mm-hmm. and I'm like, take it easy. Like, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of things in play. It's not as easy thing, and Things happen. Like they can fix them, and they're working hard. Like right. don't yeah, like yeah. people should like like we're, we're saying is they're getting internally like bogged down, and then they get outside stuff. I think the outside stuff people need to be like take a chill pill. There's a ton of games right. out there. Yeah, just take it. <laughs> but what I was come back what I was getting at is like so at least with Mass Effect, it came out sooner than I guess. Yeah, I mean they felt like it was ready because yeah. I, I believe someone I was recently. Yeah. Um. Do you guys feel like it's better for? I, I, I feel like you already answered it, but I'm going to ask it and, sure. and you guys can give a def- definitive answer. Go for it. Um, if a game is announced to release at a certain time, okay. but it is very, like, very, very close, like, it's, like, 99% complete, it's maybe, like, what Mass Effect is having, like, just graphical issues. Like, it's just the face looks weird, mm-hmm. you know, like, your arm disappears for, like, a couple minutes, maybe, uh-huh. lose feeling in your fingers, um, do you feel like it's okay to release it at that point, or do you think you should hold off for another month, kind of finalize everything else, even though your your date you've given 
was, you know, like this month, March, this month, March. Um, and then, you know, if you want, if you needed to, you needed to delay it till April kind of thing. I'm fine with that. You feel like March was fine? Like, no, I'm saying I'm fine with them delaying it. The, the like, April? Yeah. If they say, they, if they're confident that they say there's enough issues in this where we need to clean it right. to give you a polished product. I mean, I'm not going anywhere in a month. I'm not in my life. My, I'm not in a position where my work depends on, like, I know some people like live their lives off playing games and blah, blah, blah. But I think we, there's enough flexibility in that too. But I'm, I have plenty of games to play. I'm still going to support it if I like it. I mean, I if I don't feel like I'm hesitant about it, I'll wait and I'll hear about it again. I think, and but the, on the other side, like right now, it, it came out. And I bought, I got it because I was like, I like this team, I want to support them, mm-hmm. so I bought it. I'm, I didn't have, I don't have the time necessarily to play it as much as I'd like, but Zelda, Zelda, <laughs> Zelda. and then, uh, but I still, you know, I'll get around to it. I'm sure they'll patch it at some point. I'm, even if I was playing right now. I think that it would not it, like I was never playing Mass Effect for the amazing facial expression. I, they were already. I thought <laughs> like it's it's funny because I see these like for instance, let's, sticking with Mass Effect, they they have some issues. I've seen it; it doesn't look good. Like it, I can definitely tell. Like it's not even as good as the previous ones. It feels like it's lower right. in some regards. But I always paid more attention to the alien faces, and they all look fine. And there's not many issues with them. And then even further, I'm playing it for the gameplay, and I'm like, the story. So if the story feels good and the gameplay is fantastic, which I'm hearing on all accounts that it is, I mean, you would you could tell me. But yeah, it's, it, I love it. It, yeah. it so, feels like a, a more, like gameplay-wise, more refined version of like Mass Effect than okay. me. Like, so in that case, I think I'm fine. Like yeah. I, I would be more than happy to play it right now if I didn't have any other games. But when I had a game like, let, let me give you an example, uh, Batman Telltale series. Mm-hmm. That game was bonkers with errors like each episode had an issue where it was like i was playing the it and for those that don't know telltale games are very point point and click like story stuff so it's like you pick your dialogue and you go for it i want to go there yeah i want to go here (laughs) um but there was story elements where i'm like i'm watching like an engaging movie sort of and like martha wayne's face was gone and her teeth and her eyes were oh, there. Oh, is that where that's from? I've <laughs> oh seen that. God. I've seen screenshots of that. It happened and then I got to the next segment and it would freeze and then it would crash. And I'd try to start over again. And I was like, this is kind of annoying because that's 20 minutes. I can't skip. And just jump straight there. So I did it again. Crash. Did it again. Crash. I just stopped playing. I was like, I'll wait a couple weeks. I'll come back. Came back. I got past that point. Had frame rate <laughs> issues. Then the final episode, I'm in this climactic fight. It was flipping awesome. Flipping awesome. Um, that was a long flipping. <laughs> flipping awesome. Um, what's it called? And it had issues again. I'm like, why? It, like, it was kills, distracting. It kills it the... Kills the yeah, that yeah. was a case where I was like, I would have much rather... I know they, they were pretty fast about like every month they released the next yeah. episode. They, I would have been 100% fine if they took their time and fixed those issues because it really took away the umph from those climactic awesome scenes. So see, but that's where like I'm okay with like graphical errors where it doesn't interfere. Yeah, with with what I'm. Yeah, like, if what you were saying with the faces, yeah, like, like froze the game or like when you were talking about like Martha, like her eye, like her face disappeared and only her eyes and, and mouth stayed. That's fine with me. Like as long funny, as it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't saying, freeze the, the game. Yeah, what as happened immediately after was the issue. Yeah, that's it, that's an issue. It's like you got to hold your game yeah. until you fix that. 
You, you know, if I'm looking at this chick's eyes, perfectly fine with me. But if it freezes on me and it's staring into my soul, I'm not okay with that. You know? What about, okay, here's a flip question for both of you guys. I know you, I, you guys have played this. I haven't. So you, you can give me a little bit more. What happened? What would you do if something like this happened in like Last of Us? And like it was a climb, it was a very intense moment. And all of a sudden, and like it, Joel's face goes away. And like some re- stupid thing happened where like his ears and his tongue. <laughs> but it didn't freeze? No freezing. Just that happened during a very. It, it would. I don't know. It depends. It would. It would kill like the like the intenseness because it, it's like a joke. It's like adding a, <laughs> like a, a comedy like line into like a serious moment, you know. And it does kill like the 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 vibe of that moment. You're like, holy moly, yeah, is so, he gonna get through? And all of a sudden, like his ears like disappear. So it, and you're like, oh, what the heck? <laughs> but it does kill it. But I'm okay. I'm still fine really? with it. I still would be fine, just right. as long as it doesn't completely stop me from being able to to continue Indeed. playing. I the think game. it depends. If it's like a important cutscene and I see Joel's head missing, that would be kind of what the. It does, but I I don't like. It does kill the moment, but I, again, I'm fine with as long as I can continue to play and it doesn't stop me from playing the game. I just want to finish the story. Yeah, what, the story is if, getting... I, if, there is a limit to how far, like, if he dis- <laughs> completely disappears, no, say, only I, the gun's floating, like, it's harder to play the game. When you're seeing games where it's like, you remember pivotal moments and scenes, like, involving, I don't know, like, it, like equivalent to movies, like when Vader reveals to luke he's his father or like when you find out about like something in sixth sense or like the usual suspects like these movies where like there's a critical plot point mm. and then those moments get ruined by some goof <laughs> like Do where, you, would you hold it to the same standard like where like i film? remember uh vader saying luke i am your father it doesn't spoilers, say spoilers spoilers everyone <laughs> if you haven't seen star wars get out <laughs> Get, get out, out into the sunken out. place. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, but, but I'm just so, saying, like, you would you compare it then to? Would you hold it on the same standard you would hold like a? I, I wouldn't. Film? Like, I, if I'm being truthfully honest, okay. I wouldn't hold it to the same standard. Like the like, I hold Last of Us in a very high place. Sure. You know, that's why uh, I was within, just using within the level of games I played. Okay. And yeah, if I were to play it and it had those issues and at, uh, at those pivotal moments, like every single pivotal moment, pivotal moment in that <laughs> game, I wouldn't. Uh, have it at that higher standard okay. because it was I would have seen it as a joke, yeah. you know. But I still wouldn't be able to play the game. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. And did you have oh, um, no, nothing to add? So you would uh, uh, be okay with them delaying okay, it? Okay. Well, this is there's no, there's, no, there's no spoilers, but no spoilers. At the end of Last of Us, if something funny happened, I would be kind of upset. Okay, so you so you I'm would saying. choose so you would choose yeah. the the, okay the, the developer yes, to, they had to delay to delay the game. Okay, because sure. we're just in that time where like people are tired. They're tired of of having everyone delay the game. Like you, you announce something, you tell me a date, and it doesn't release at that. Kingdom date. Hearts. I'm three. more tired of games coming out that have issues though. Like, and that you know what's so funny? There's been a ton of game delays and game issues. Mm-hmm. Like. Horizon got if, delayed. If I was, I was having a bunch of delays and games were fine, cool, you know. Yeah, yeah. But we're having oh. delays and we're having game issues. That's true. It's just I don't even know. Like there has to be a balance. Kingdom Hearts three. Where you at? <laughs> what, what 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 decade is that coming out? <laughs> <laughs> what was the original release date for that? Do, do you guys they remember? said end of like twenty sixteen, I think. <laughs> when does uh, Final Fantasy seven come out? That's a question though. The 
Was it the remake? <laughs> Asking or? the real questions. The real questions. The hard hitting questions. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. I mean, yeah, I think. Did you get the? Where do you stand on it? I, uh, you guys changed my mind. Actually, I was, <laughs> I was fine with graphical errors, but now my pivotal moments, pivotal moments. I don't know. Why I can't say that. My pivotal moments. Uh, this is a pivotal moment change, for you right now, Marcus. Caused me to change my mind, so I would have to go with they have to delay it. Or they don't have to, but I'd like them to delay it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Jang? Cool. All right, my Hi, topic. What's your topic? Um, so recently, I got in the mail CGC, which is basically a certified grading system for comics. And I got my Why the Last Man issue number one. Strength. Back, signed by Brian K. Vaughn, and it was CGC. Found it for a dollar. It retails for around $500, I guess. How much does that guy hate you? Yeah, I know. I found it in a dollar bin. So that <laughs> guy, that comic but book you, owner. you were he, truthful with him, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I told him straight up. I was like, is everything in this a dollar? He's like, yeah. So I was like, so this is a dollar? He said, yeah, I'm going to buy this. And he, and he didn't know what it was. And yeah. I was like, you do know what this is, right? It's why the last man. You gave him a fair warning. Yeah. That's commendable. But, He's like, oh, he's like, oh no, I can't do this. I can't. But he still sold it to me for a dollar. Nice. So. I'd buy that. Got him. See, but you feel awkward going back to him. Yeah, so I, I do much. bump into him and wonder. He, like, he recognizes I me. I stole three hundred dollars from <laughs> you. Yes, he recognizes me. <laughs> really? Yeah. So it's. Wonder- I think fine. <laughs> he does. That guy does say hi to him, but he gets. Yeah, very I try nervous. to like avoid he him. He feels like deep down the guy is like, I hate you so much. So, so you got you got that back so from CGC. Was it graded high? It was like a nine point six. I thought it was gonna nine point ten, right? Yeah. Still for a dollar. So, yeah, can yeah. you give a brief background? What is CGC? What is, what is I don't know what it stands for. Comics graded certification. So or they, certifi- they like certified it, right? graded. Yeah. Comics. So they basically look at the comic inside and out thoroughly, like an issue. Yeah. Not not trade. Volumes. So they, it starts off with a perfect ten. They find an issue. They start docking points off of it. So what you want to get it? Here's a question. Sorry to cut you off. Is if while they're handling it and inspecting it, what if they cause issues in that? It's really they're really careful. Okay. They're super careful. But like that's not to say it can't happen, but from my understanding is they'll wear gloves. Okay. Yeah. Like right. they'll yeah. slowly Continue. turn the page. Yeah. Yeah. They'll look at every page. Okay. So they um, do that and then what happens? So basically I going back to collectibles, mm-hmm. what is your most prized possession? Knock on wood, if there were there was a fire at your place and you can only take one of your things out to save for okay mine isn't that comic book it's actually a signed poster daredevil issue number one and it's signed by like almost every single creative person artist and writer (laughs) writers that worked on daredevil stanley (laughs) is like top I almost had Frank Miller's signature, but he was only signing DC stuff, so I couldn't get that. Story. Just write the word DC but, on him, like this is a DC stuff. <laughs> it's Batman, Yellow Batman. <laughs> but um, that's my prized possession. I would leave. Nice. I remember. So I've gone with you to like different conventions for you to get it signed. Mm-hmm. You almost lost that. I do remember. You almost what? lost. That. I remember. I left it. Yeah, he 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 has it inside of like a poster like a, a bit a poster tube right. essentially. Yeah. And uh, I remember we were walking. All of a sudden, he's like, "Oh no, where's my poster <laughs> tube?" And man, this guy like you can see his sweating. heart just sink. And he was like, "Oh, he went completely white." And he's like, "Where is it?" And I think we left it at the CGC yeah, table. Like he had, CGC. he was asking them about, about like probably why the last man. Who knows? Um, 
Yeah, and like we went there, and he was like, "Thank God, it was still there." Yep. And like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't even. I mean, usually, like signatures are t- like depending on the person are worth a lot, right? But I guess it it also certain signatures dilute other signatures. So let's <laughs> say like. You know, Stanley is worth a thousand dollars, but if you get it signed by someone else, probably it, it it'll <laughs> it'll lower the price of the whole of the whole set because someone else who isn't as valuable is on oh. that. You know, so essentially his poster is diluted by a bunch of different signatures. <laughs> probably wouldn't be worth as much as just one well, individual. Are you, so signature. are you saying like which is your most prizes and most valuable, or are you or saying holds a yeah sentimental value? Sentimental, okay. yeah. Okay. And for me, honestly, I don't. I, like I don't have anything. I don't like to collect anything because I I don't ever show anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, my my first thought when you ask like if there's a fire, my computer. Like I'm gonna grab my computer and take it. But I'm trying to think of what I would, what would I would take that's a valuable like like a collector's a collection collector's item. Um, honestly, I don't really have anything. I'm trying to think, and I just I can't think of anything. Um, that I would risk my life to grab. Ready Player One. I mean, I could just rebuy it. It's not. It's but not it's, a specific. It's signed, right? Yeah, but I mean. Okay, don't go as far as like burning fire. Like, go like a fire is starting, or like let's say no, oh, no. Well, How I about mean, this? How about this? There's a fire alarm. Everyone's like evacuate the building. Your most, your best, most prized possessions are next to you. Which one is the one you grab? I, I still. I just you're not risking your life anymore that wouldn't be on my mind like none of those items would be on my mind my mind would be like unplug everything off my computer and grab this computer (laughs) gotta save this hard drive yeah I just (laughs) delete the history (laughs) no well it's just I like my computer is uh, expensive to me like it has you know I've bought like a high end graphics card it has high end items inside of it so like I wouldn't want to lose that because I'd have to just rebuy all that and it's just it just has to do with value on that sure there's nothing valuable in it what about a Let's let's broaden it to not collectible, but like, what about if it's a photo or if it's like a note or letter or a ring or a nope relic? I mean, I, I okay, so I do or a have holy grail, but I'd forget about it. <laughs> I do have a a high school ring that I actually never wanted, and my dad's like, "Look, dude, I will buy it and I will wear the ring." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I'll buy it." So like, I you know, I got the catalog. I, I like kind of customize it to myself, but I've never worn it, yeah. and it is on my desk, you know, like as a reminder because my my dad comes from Mexico, and no. and so you know, I'm technically the first in the family to graduate from high school okay. and now college, you know. But, um, you know, so he took it as a higher standard of of you know being able being in the U.S. and graduating. So he was like, "This is a pivotal, pivotal moment." <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, and we need that ring because it signifies, you know, you moving on to gr- bigger and greater things. Yeah. I didn't take it that I didn't take it that way. So I was like, I don't want the ring. But he like made me get it. So I bought it. But it has a central like it holds a sentimental value to me because it holds value for my dad. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, honestly, like in, in, if there was a fire, I'd forget. <laughs> Computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still. Okay. What about you, though, Karish? Uh, this is tough. I don't. I have. I've tried collecting things before. I've collected. There's like, some peace comic books. No, I so <laughs> I that that I, that's the only place I'm probably gonna go. But I've had like amiibos. I regret that. Like that was, that <laughs> no, was you, dark. You need them that for was Breath of the Wild. That was a sunken place. No, you need. You I know, but I'm just saying. Like I do. I was collecting for collecting's sake, and that was bad. Like it was getting out of control as an adult. Um, I've tried 
cards. I've tried pogs. Remember pogs? Mm-hmm. I've tried currency. Like my dad would travel. And, yeah. Um, he would do a lot of international travel, and he always brings out just like a few cents of a currency. And I had a little That's Tupperware cool. bag. Mm-hmm. I think I still have it somewhere. But it was just a few coins from all these different countries. Um, that that was pretty important to me. I'd have to say. There's two things that come to mind. One's more of a collectible. The other one's not. I take journals. I do like daily journals. And they're not even like journal journals. It's just like bullet point stuff. Yeah. But I've done it now for like close to three. This is handwritten. Yeah, handwritten. Nice. nice. Like those little like moleskin okay. ones with the little thing. Um, the rubber band that ties them. Um, I've been doing it for like three, I think four years. And like it's continuous. So I'm like. I like that. Like, I feel like I can keep, I can look, I've looked back on some of them like, oh, this year sucked. I didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. Or this year I was like, oh, I did. I, I had some goals. They were interesting, whatever. Anyway, that, that holds some sentimental value to me. Um, but I'd say collectibles, like collectibles. So now I've gone digital comics, much like my games and some other stuff. But for the longest time I was comic issues, much like what you're saying, but I never got them graded, but I never had them just lying around. I would have them in the sleeves, like yeah. those little plastic sleeves with the hard backs. Yep. I, to me, that was standard. I've met people where they're like, oh, is this one special because it's in this? I'm like, no, that's how I have all of them. Like all of them are in their sleeves. Even yeah, if they're yeah. the shittiest yep. Jeff Loeb comic I've ever read, Hulk, it's in a sleeve <laughs> and it's sitting in my, my folks' place. That's, it's not at my place right now, all these comics. They're at my folks. I need to get them, clean out my garage and pick them up. But the prize possession... That I would be like, I need this is my first comic. Mm. It was a Knuckles the Echidna. Wow. Comic. It was is the the comic that started it all. My dad came home one day from work and when I was in Oklahoma, there's a small, like broke down comic shop in downtown. And I guess he stopped by on his way home. Like, I don't even remember the reason. It wasn't even a reason. He's like, hey, guess what? He's like, what? And I was like, what? He's like, turn around. I turn around and he then he was like, all right, turn back. And it was like a little like like lunch bag or whatever. Yeah. And I pull it out. I was like, whoa, like this is cool. Like I played games a little bit, so I knew who uh-huh. Sonic and Knuckles were. But I was like, this is a comic. I was like, this is really cool. And so I to this day still have that comic. And that was like when I was – Did he know I'm, who, who – No, he, he was just like, okay. I've seen you play these characters. Is, He's like, I'm, I think you'll like it. Is it in good condition? It's in moderate condition. Okay. It's not bad Dude, condition. when I was a kid, I was just – no, I've had issues. There was one time, the the one time for sure I learned the hard way that sleeves are um, helpful was I was in a car and I had picked up the first issue where Superman was blue. So there was this time in the uh, 90s where well, he, he split, right? Well, yeah, I didn't read that part until later, but mm-hmm. he, I guess he lost his regular powers or he changed powers and now he's all electricity. Mm-hmm. And this was the first issue. I was like, this is going to be big. This is huge. <laughs> this is game changer. So I got it, had the sleeve and everything, and we're on the way home, and I'm trying to read in the car. I start feeling nauseous. So I put the comic in the sleeve, and I put it on the seat next to me in the back, and I got real nauseous, and then I threw up all over the, the back. Oh, man. And yeah, that sucked as a general, but then I looked at the comic, I'm like, oh, no. But then I'm like, oh, it's in the sleeve. It's fine. So I still have that comic. It's fine. Nice. But um, yeah, that Knuckles comic hold, really means a lot to me. Like, thinking back to like, my dad's done little things here and there. Both my parents have. Like, I mentioned the Game Boy thing last mm-hmm, episode. Mm-hmm. That was, like, like it was the smallest thing. They were just like, yeah, well, fuck it. You know, he wants it, whatever. But it was, like, 
to me, I will always remember that. I was like, whoa, like that one of those moments. And this was one of those where I look back and I appreciate it more because I'm like, I wouldn't. He might regret it because he's like, damn it, why is he grown up? He opened up. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I unleashed this beast. Um, uh, But yeah, it means a lot. Like thinking back to it, and Oklahoma wasn't the the best of places, but that was one of the things I enjoyed. So that's probably my prized possession or collectible, if you would say. So that's cool. Nice. That was a a nice trip down memory lane. It was nice. That was a good topic. Now, to talk about more things that my dad regrettably (laughs) might have introduced introduced me to. (laughs) They introduced me to all sorts of stuff. Like, they introduced me to video games. I'm like, it's your fault. I got into it. So, I didn't didn't introduce it to myself. My friends didn't introduce it in the classmates. They didn't know about games. I brought it to them. Nice. But one of the things I love to this day is professional wrestling. Um, some of you may laugh. This is the time I'm going to give the audience the time to either step away from this podcast, unsubscribe if you want. I mean, we don't we don't need you if you don't like if you don't appreciate it. It's fine. No, I'm kidding. Um, please come back. Uh, but I enjoy. I don't know. Over the years, I've enjoyed professional wrestling in a lot of different ways. And the reason I'm talking about it now is because WrestleMania, as of the day this podcast comes out, should be coming out the coming Sunday, April second. So the following week from when this one, well, yeah. it's the same with the end the of the upcoming, week. the upcoming weekend. Yeah. Yeah. The Sunday. Okay. <clears throat> um, and I'm hyped. I mean, WrestleMania is like a fun time of year for me. Excuse me. Um, and yeah, I just kind of wanted to share my enjoyment of it. Kind of talk about what's coming, maybe in- introduce you guys to a little bit of it, but also kind of get your guys' experiences or lack thereof. Or just general impressions of professional wrestling. I want to start that off by presenting you guys with something I made. Because I'm excited for WrestleMania. So I made these little cards. Hulkamania? Kuroshamania. (laughs) Kuroshamania. I got them special made at Costco. I'll be sharing this on the the social media pages. So, at least for right now, it's like every wrestler, but with... Kurosh's face. Every male wrestler. There's a few females on there. The I, only wrestler oh, that, that is you. I, I was like, that's not you though, and that is you that, also. That's me. Okay. So what I did was they took I took the WrestleMania art where it's like all the wrestlers standing in front of the logo for WrestleMania, and I just put my head on all the pro wrestlers. <laughs> nice. Kurosha Mania. Kurosha Mania, baby. You should have changed that to Kurosha Mania. I should I I'm lazy. <laughs> it, it's my half-assed. I have to keep my quality of work Low. good good enough. But shitty enough where it's still not good, great. <laughs> you, don't like, want, you don't want people confusing like real wrestling. I don't want them thinking I'm actually Brock Lesnar <laughs> or Goldberg or Kevin Owens or John Cena or any other professional. It's pretty good though. It's but yeah, I made a ton. I thought uh, you guys would enjoy this. So I, when you guys asked me am I collectible and what I'd save, it's now this, this is what I'm going to save. That means a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, let me get this straight. Okay. Because there's females in this sure. postcard. Do the males and females fight in the same? So, it should be That's kind of like... It is a... So, it's funny because in in WWE, WWE is the top. So, wrestling has a lot of different net programs or networks. Mm -hmm. There's WWE, which is the kind of like end-all, be-all right now. World Wrestling Entertainment. Right. Used to be called WWF, World Wrestling Federation, but there was a lot of like uh, legality with the Wildlife Mm -hmm. Federation. Oh, the, panda the pandas. One? That's funny. I was going to say that. I was like, oh, pandas. And yeah. then there it is. There was That's, an issue with that. And there's the issue. WWF. And so they've gone. They're WWE now. But then there's some people might see, I think on Spike TV for a while, there was TNA. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. Not the. That's ad- gone? 
It's still around. Oh. It's not on Spike, though. It's not it's huge. Like, no, it's not anything but. <laughs> um, but wrestlers have gone there. Then there's Japanese New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's the second biggest probably to this. Hmm. That one's huge. I love that. Can you make it? You know, can you make it? What's the acronym on that? NJ? New Japan. New. Yeah, NJPW. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Pro Wrestling. Okay. What's that guy's name? The Japanese guy? Shinsuke Nakamura? Is he from? He was from there. Yeah, he was one of the top guys. That guy is cool. <laughs> he was a top in because I'm in, not, so yeah for for anyone listening I don't follow wrestling it's not my cup of anything Gatorade tea <laughs> tea whatever DLC you enjoy, maybe it's not my cup of it's not your DLC <laughs> it's not my weekly cup of DLC that Japanese guy is the epitome of cool if Swag. you ever and Dude. so this Japanese guy he was the head of of so the regular wrestling or like well WWE or the no, Japanese so in the New Japan Pro Wrestling it's largely Japanese pro wrestlers. But there's a lot of times where American wrestlers and other international wrestlers go there and it's a big well of opportunity. They, they have a way of doing things both in ring and how they – behind the scenes. Okay. Like how they treat. And um, there's a lot of well-known American ones that come from there. I think one of the most popular ones that people have, might have grown up with is a guy named Chris Jericho. He's a rock star. He's, yeah. He has podcasts and all this other stuff. But he did a lot of wrestling there. And came to America after because he kind Interesting. of was I didn't know that. more faceted. So now going back to this guy, he w- he was born and bred in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Started off as like a kind of a generic guy, mm-hmm. but as he got older, he kind of embraced his charisma, mm-hmm. and he has a bit of like Michael Jackson swagger to him. <laughs> and now, like towards the last few years, before he came, he's now in WWE. But before he came, he was literally like one of the top, like the Hulk Hogan's or nice. the the rocks of the new japan pro oh, wrestling wow. and when i i i call only recently been introduced to the to the many other f- wrestling for me it was always wcw or wwf those mm-hmm. were like the american ones that i grew up as a kid with um but now like in my my older years um i'm seeing all these other companies and different approaches so japan was a big one that i've like i love there's so many cool things yeah. going on the, the way they do things there's also Lucha style, which I think the main one is on um, the El Rey, El Rey network yep. with Robert Rodriguez. He runs it. Mm-hmm. He runs the network, but one of the big programs is called Lucha Underground, which is on Netflix now. Are those all masks wrestlers? Masks Most of them. Wrestlers. So it's called Lucha Underground, but lar- largely it's because of the famously known like Mexican pro wrestlers. Are Lucha Libre. Are Lucha, yeah, Lucha Libre. Yeah. And a lot of them are masked wrestlers. Mm-hmm. There are some that aren't. There's also some uh, white wrestlers and others. But the interesting thing you mentioned about male and female, they're one of the few where they cross. They have mm-hmm. the women kick the men's asses and the men kick the women's asses. And they have interesting stories. Where That's they crazy. Make, but it's, it's not like any sort of like one-off thing. It's like uh-huh. they're regular whatever. <laughs> but yeah, they have their own thing. They do things also very differently. It's yeah. very fun to watch both their in-ring storytelling as well as their how they run things mm-hmm. as a whole. Um so yeah, so that that's kind of like what the lay of the land is now. I didn't realize that there's a lot. I there's mean, t- like, and this not, is the main three. Like, yeah. there's a lot of indie stuff, which yeah. is like local circuit, which is crazy. Like, I didn't know. Like, I mean, the only thing I know of is WWF, now known as WWE. I mean, I've heard of TNA, but honestly, to me, it was that's all the same thing, yeah. just different like avenues of a channel to watch it on. You know, yeah. like WrestleMania was like on Mondays, and then like no, TNA wrong. was Tuesday, and then. <laughs> There's a pay-per-view version of all right, this. Right. That's kind of like how I, I saw the thing. Yeah. And I just thought it was like the same thing. Just one's on Monday, one's on Tuesday, one's on Thursday. Yeah. Kind of thing like that. One's just more expensive. So you got to pay for it to watch it first. 
you know? I didn't realize, like, these are completely separate things. Yeah, it's, like, different organizations. Yeah. It's sort of, like, the Sega, the mm-hmm. Nintendo, mm-hmm. the, you know, it's, like, different publishers. WWE's, like, the, the PlayStation right now. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. dominating dog. Yeah. I'd say New Japan's more like the Nintendo. Like, because they're from Japan. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Because they're doing some cool stuff, innovating the thing, and then other companies come in and, and take some of that cool stuff. Um, Innovators. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's the lay of the land, and I've like started to learn more about it lately um and i kind of wanted to touch on wrestlemania mm-hmm. i wrote a note of no that's uh, a, a paid that's a... so wrestlemania yeah is well it works differently now before it used to be much like ufc if people mm-hmm. are familiar with that you pay like a large sum like 50 60 bucks i think to watch a two to three hour pay-per-view with mm-hmm. a number of set matches that yeah. are commit guaranteed or whatever um, and it's usually on a weekend. Re- WrestleMania is one of many pay-per-views that pro wrestling has. Or We'll just talk about WWE for this. Okay. Uh, WWE has like 12 or, I don't know, what are, over 10 pay-per-views a year. Mm-hmm. And well, usually one a month, sometimes two. And what they do is they have a new thing where they used to do it like UFC where they would have like a $60, you know, you pay it to your cable provider and get the pay-per-view. It's three to four hours. Now what they do is... They have a network, much like Netflix, that's like nine ninety nine, okay. and you get all of their old content. So you can watch old WWF stuff, yeah. whatever, whatever you want. They have some other like exclusive content, but then the pay per views are included in this. Oh wow! Nice. So if you're just watching it just for the pay per views, this is you're saving money compared to what you used to be doing. just paying mm-hmm. for yeah. them. Yeah, you can still do it that other way, but it sucks. I hate it because I was like. I gotta drop sixty bucks mm. or see if people will pitch in. Let's do something. For and by the way, for the longest time, I didn't know anyone that was even mildly interested in this. It was largely <laughs> I grew up. Kind of taking a side note, I grew up with a lot of these hobbies that I had in my small town, and I kind of was like before the internet sort of had forums and stuff. I was largely just enjoying it by myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have like. My dad watched a little bit of wrestling, but everything else, I was just like, I can't like fan out about this stuff. I had a principal that was like lunchtime. <laughs> she was the only person I knew, and she, I would like run to her in lunchtime. I would eat my lunch real quick, go to her, and spend the rest of my lunch to her because she was like monitoring lunchtime or whatever. I'd be like, "What'd you think of that match last night? <laughs> Shawn Michaels kicked it off the hook." And she'd be like, "Oh my god, yeah, I was so hyped." And I was like, "Oh my god," <laughs> it was so funny. Like I think back to her, she was really cool. That's funny. But, yeah, so pay per views now easier to kind of access, mm-hmm. um, and WrestleMania is like the Super Bowl, pretty mm-hmm. much. It's the, the all the huge spectacle, like the year of culminating stories tend to happen, or the big appearances happen on WrestleMania. One of the issues that I like that I have is there's a lot of part timers that come in. They're like, oh shit, like The Rock hasn't wrestled in years, yeah, but he would come for just WrestleMania. Which is to an outsider like, oh cool. I Does he see. win though? That would suck if he came. So he came back a few years ago, and him and John Cena, who's like the mm-hmm. big guy. Most people know John Cena. Yeah, uh, regardless if they know wrestling. Da, 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 da. Nintendo Switch. Can't Shout out to, to uh, Keith. Keith. <laughs> he hates that. He's super annoying. Yeah, he hates that. Oh, that was Ar- yeah. It was that, not the arcade. Yeah. He oh. <laughs> Shout out to Keith. Um, <laughs> so they had a match they were like oh shit these are like it was sort of like years ago the rock and hulk hogan face like this is like two generations meeting now this time it was the rock meeting john cena in the wrestlemania 
the first time or the rock won, then they were like, this is a once in a lifetime thing. Blah, blah, blah. Nope. Second year came, they fought again. Mm. And this time Cena won. Okay. So he's not opposed Sets up to losing. The third one. Well, I don't think there'll be a third one. Oh. But because I think he's had some things where it's like he can't wrestle for some I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Anyway, some of these guys that are part timers come in and for general audiences, they're like, Oh, this is cool. I get to see these people that I that are like big shot. Like yeah. Brock Lesnar's mm-hmm. the the gold the Goldberg, the Rock. Like mm-hmm. people that used to be badass. Yeah. They kind of are now like old and Rick only Flair. do the take yeah, Rick Flair. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> the, they come in for like one match a year pretty much yeah which some they might have earned they might not have but you as a fan of it i'm like this rubs me a little bit the wrong way because i see these guys they they don't in wwe they work four to five days a week every day of the year there's no season yeah it's mm-hmm. year round yeah mm-hmm. they're always on the road and if they have downtime if they're not if in if they are a top guy they now have to in their downtime do promotions like on talk shows on Whatever else they do, whatever. So their li- their work is their life, full time job. Yeah, more than life full time because then they also have to train. Like mm-hmm. so, they they have to keep themselves in fitness, also do all this extra stuff and do work. Then it's crazy. I just like I see them on that. And yeah, that's it. like I I feel like they you see it it's once like they, or twice a week. It's like <laughs> teachers. Like you feel like they just go home and that's it. Like they got you know they're a whole other person. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Like that's that's crazy. Like just, let's say I'll take one guy. He's uh, he runs a game channel called Xavier Woods. Okay, um, yeah. He runs the he runs like a gaming wrestling channel. He does when they're not he's not wrestling. He gets some of the guys in the backstage. They play games. Right. He's now got his channel up to a million that's subscribers. Tight. Props to him. But it's become like he does that. He and then that's, he wrestles. That's and that's nice. Just and two. like he tries to have a life outside of that too. And it's like how do you do that? Like I admire that. Like. Now at this age, I'm looking at the whole thing of like not just their in-ring stuff, but also what they do outside of the ring. And like John Cena is like one of the top uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation people, like contributors or whatever. I'm like, props to these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, this is really cool. People always like to rag on. I'm like, you know, it's fake. Right? I'm like, all right, hold on. It's it's like stunt work. Like it's entertainment. It's entertainment. Yeah, it's choreographed. I 100% okay with that. They give you. Goofy matches, they give you serious matches, they give you all this. But when they land on a mat, if you see, if you look at like a how it's made of how they make wrestling rings, there's like steel bars mm-hmm. holding. It's not like a trampoline. Under right, them. right. And so they, when they hit the They're floor, they have to learn how to hit the floor yeah. properly so they don't injure themselves. Every day of the year, it wears so they're they're ballerinas. Yeah, yeah, ballerinas. <laughs> no, what, Jackie Chan. What, what's funny too, like you bring in that like uh, people saying like, oh, it's fake. Like growing up, I thought people thought it was real, and I'm like, you don't understand. This is fake, you know. Yeah. Like, but now I get like, they they know it's an entertainment. It's like a it's a show that's being put yeah, on, and they enjoy. You know, it, you know you Game know? of Thrones. You know, Game of Thrones is fake. Right? <laughs> no, no, that's real history. The Dothraki can't lie they're to me. Fake. No, they're just finalizing, <laughs> making sure all the facts are real, and then they come out with episodes. Fake news. <laughs> Alternative facts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I, to be fair, when I was growing up, I really, like, I knew that the wrestling side of it, there was, it wasn't 100%, like, like legitimate, like, they weren't punching each other in the head all mm-hmm. the time. But I thought the outcomes were real. So I was like, no, you're evil. You shouldn't be winning. And my dad would get into it. And we don't like, it was like a investment. We're like, right. damn it. That guy's a son of a bitch. He tricked him. <laughs> All this bullshit. But um, yeah, so it was fun. And then, so yeah, going back to WrestleMania, mm-hmm. I'm really hyped. I just kind of want to give you guys an outline of what's to come in this WrestleMania. Just okay. to share in case anyone is also a fan or if you're not, you kind of know in case you run into me. 
We can talk about it. Be friends. Crush wants to release some of his energy. <laughs> be my friend. <laughs> so we're going to start with some of the bigger ones and I'll work my way down. I'll, I'll work my way around. I'll, I'll talk about the ones that I think are the more exciting. I don't know. Zen number one. I, I know one of them. What's one of them? Miz and John Cena. Mm. That's I'm not. I mean, Miz. I just so know. I, this kind of touches on your do guys and girls fight. So mm-hmm. the Miz, he's he used to be on the Road was a real world, real, or real something world. like that. Yeah, yeah, he was on real world. He, he he wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah, and he became a wrestler. Yeah. No. And he became like a Rocks. kind of like goofy yeah. like punk wrestler. Now he's like in these like made for TV sort of movies, but he's like his persona in wrestling has become like a movie star oh, okay. person. He's like Johnny I'm, Cage. Or no. Is it is that Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Yeah, Johnny okay. Cage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Johnny Cage. He's, hey, he's essentially like yeah. that. <laughs> and his wife is like this star studded like, oh you know, I'm I'm the I'm the bee's knees or whatever. And then there's Cena and he's got beef with Cena because he's like, you know, you always get everything handed to you. I've worked my way to this point. But he kind of like talks arrogantly. Yeah, yeah. So then John Cena's like, you know, line up because everyone else says the same shit about me all the time. <laughs> Then these days start taking shots at his girlfriend because he's like, you're you're like only helping like the only reason you two are working together is because you're helping her career. Yeah. Like that's all you two use each other. Mm-hmm. So he's like, we're real. The Miz and my and Maurice are real. And then Cena and his wife, girlfriend aren't. So then they're like, let's fight. Some of these. So granted, some of the storylines aren't as emotionally involved as others. There's goofy. There's silly. There's fun. There's there's a little bit of everything. But when it's good, it's real good. Reminds me, there's a Max Landis YouTube video. Wrestling isn't wrestling. If you don't know wrestling or if you just are mildly curious or if you're a huge fan of wrestling, I highly recommend you I watch this on YouTube. second that. That is such an amazing video. I guess I have to watch it's it called, I haven't seen wrestling it. Isn't wrestling. wrestling it's, isn't wrestling. It's he, awesome. It's good storytelling. Yeah. It's just... And what's funny is he did a previous one where it was like the death of Superman. So he retold that it one's good too. Where he's describing the comic of the death of Superman and why it meant so much at the time. But he uses like actors to act it out. So he had like Elijah Wood playing some goofy character. It was fun. Oh, wow. It was comedy while telling, conveying the message yeah. he was trying to get out. He did he, that one did so well. He did one for wrestling because he's a huge wrestling fan. And just to convince you in that that short film. All the wrestlers, all the guys are girls, and mm-hmm. all the girls are guys. Yeah, and they're like the guy, <laughs> the guy that uh, he's in. He plays the 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 thing for uh, the Force Unleashed. Oh yeah, that actor uh, Matt. <laughs> no, that's the <laughs> that's the SNL skit name, <laughs> Matt Radar Technician. Oh, oh Matt. that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, you might recognize him. Like if you see the Force Unleashed, that mm. game, he was the Star fake, Killer. He was yeah yeah he's Star Killer. Oh. Like he's the guy that did the. The motion capture. Okay, I, I confused it with Rogue One. Yeah, name. sorry, I <laughs> or not Rogue anyway, One. He's he's, he's been in a lot of sci-fi mm. stuff, but he was like the guy that played the girl China. In, yeah, we're going on a side note. Yeah. <laughs> then after that one, there that one's not for any titles. Okay, by the way, so the Miz, it's like girl guy Energy. girl versus guy girl. We're gonna beef it out. I'm voting for the Miz because I while he's a bit of an asshole, I think he's got some good points about Cena. <laughs> and what's interesting about Cena is he's. Fans of him and fans uh, that hate him realize that he's kind of like overplayed. He's like untouchable. He's so high up that no matter what, he always wins. And it's kind of boring. He's to like a lot of invincible. People. Yeah, it's kind of like bland. Like yeah, people look at like, it like in much in the way that I hear complaints about Superman a lot of times. So essentially, there's some people that know, like, they're like, I know John Cena's already going to win. I mean, he won recently at another event. Well, the, they did a good job because they had him lose a few times before. It made uh, sense story wise, but for a long period of time. 
it didn't matter if he was facing one person, if he was facing 10 people, he won. <laughs> they talk about that in yeah. wrestling. Yeah, yeah, wrestling. Yeah. So <laughs> that like has made him at this point, and he's always a good guy. He always yeah. portrays himself as a as a, a, the term in wrestling is a, a face. So the Miz is making him seem... Well, no, no, no. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is there's the, also the term heel is a bad guy traditionally. So if you hear someone say he's a face or a heel, he's saying good guy, bad guy. Um, when John Cena, like he did a recent thing where he was responding to the Miz and he's like, look, and he said it in a very sincere way, he's like, end of the day, I'm going to beat your butt, all this other stuff. He goes in for a while. But the way I listened to it, I was like, this is interesting because he will never become a quote unquote bad guy. But when you listen to him talk, you can look at it from a perspective that he's con- he's being condescending. He's talking with ego and like overconfidence. And I'm like, but he can back it up and he's shown a record, but it's like this kind of like nuanced, like unorthodox way of being like a bad guy. But at the same time, someone else could look at him and say, he's confident. He's standing his ground. He's right. calling the Miz out mm-hmm. and he's being like, you come to my fight. And I'm like, you can look at it either way, depending on what lens you put on. So mm-hmm. I'm like, this is interesting. I think the closest I've seen Cena, like every a lot of people are like, is he finally going to be a bad guy? Is he finally going to be a bad guy? <laughs> I think this is an interesting way where they're evolving or how he's how thinking of a good guy, bad guy. Before it's always like mustache twirling, like ha ha, I'm going to beat the show you. <laughs> Obvious. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so there's that. There's maybe I'll, I won't go into all of them because this will, I could this could take a whole podcast out of itself. I'll just run <laughs> through a few of the ones I'm most excited about. Okay, how about that? Go for it. Are you guys, works, are you guys asleep me. yet or are you no. guys good? Uh, okay. I woke up, but it, I'm, I'm awake again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, one match. This is one I would say is it's been a year cul- cul- culminating. Yeah. Cultivating. Cultivating. <laughs> Aggravating. No. Agriculture. Growing. <laughs> Culinary. No. Yeah. It's been uh, culminating over the course of the year. Mm-hmm. Unlike I think a lot of these other stories have sort of been like, Okay, now we're gearing towards WrestleMania. We should now start building up. This story that I'm about to explain, you could, the seeds of the story have been sown over the course of many months, if not the year. And it was this friendship that started between Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. Kevin mm-hmm. Owens is sort of a new guy in, pro, in uh, WWE, not in pro wrestling. He's been around for like 10 plus years, but in the indie stuff. And now he's coming in WWE and him and Jericho formed a friendship. Like, they first were kind of like butting heads, but then they're like, you know what? We're both Canadian. We're going to beat the crap out of you. He's good. <laughs> I'm good. We're good. And they just started, like, they had this click, and it's like they started running with it, and they just kept kicking butt. And they're like, you know what? If you mess with me, you mess with my best friend, Kevin Owens. And Kevin was like, yeah, if you mess with me, you mess with my best friend, Chris Jericho. And they're like, we're the best friends. We kick everyone's butt. They're bad guys, yeah. but they were like, we're, nothing will ruin our friendship. We're best friends. All year long, they're like, we're best friends. And like Kevin Owens won the top title at the time. And Chris Jericho would always make sure that he kept it. Like if it looked like Owens was going to lose, Jericho would interfere or distract. Mm, or just okay. blah, blah, blah. And same with Jericho. Jericho or Owens would come in and help Jericho with his – he got a title and now he has a title. Okay. And But when something happened in the last few months where – or no, last, last month. And it was like seeds of doubt and you like – Jericho is being overeager and helping him too much. And it got, it was like Goldberg challenged Owens. And then Jericho, Goldberg is like this old wrestler. Yeah. And he's like unstoppable. 
And he challenges, uh, he's like, oh, I kind of want that title. And then Jericho answers for Owens. He's like, you know what? Kevin Owens is so good. He'll take you on. And J- Owens was like, <laughs> like oh, what shit. the fuck <laughs> did you guys? And he got stuck fighting him and he ended up losing the title. <laughs> I, I might I might have missed a few story beats, but he uh, got him in this situation. Then he lost the title later. Sorry. It's a but nice man. When he, before he lost the title, he was already mad. And he was like. Jericho was like, oops, sorry about that. You know, I'll make it up to you. He's like, no worries. You know, you're my best friend. And all of a sudden backstabs him and just oh. destroys him, throws him into a TV, lays him on the ground. This is before the Goldberg took his time. Holy moly. <laughs> so you were like, when I saw that, I was like, this is, this felt genuine to me. I was like, man, that, they were friends. Like, <laughs> you can't act all of that. Like, that friendship There's only so gone. much you can act. Yeah. And so I was like, man, that's a bummer. I I guess Owens is going to be a bad guy or whatever. But I was like, man. So then Jericho at that point, it was before Goldberg and Jericho fought. But then Jericho cost Owens the title by distracting him there. And so now Owens is even more pissed off at him, even though he's the one that did that. Yeah. Got angry. So now they're like, we have to – like I want it – like – Jericho wants redem- revenge. Owens just wants to destroy Jericho and be like, I'm through with you. You were nothing to me, blah, blah, blah. So now there's this like natural feud between the two. I'm like, that there's a good story. It doesn't, it's for a title. It's yeah. one of the lower titles, but it's like the emotion in it. I'm yeah. like, that drives the match. There's a lot of times where the match doesn't have any story or investment. And I'm like, it's missing that special something. It sounds like it's a long running soap opera. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's sometimes what's interesting is some of these guys and, and gals, they'll the fact that they've been snubbed like behind the scenes plays a part in their story and who they are now. There is a crazy story about I think it was Brett the Hitman Hart and something that happened in Canada. Montreal Screwjob. Yeah, I don't know the details, but I heard he was pissed. I it's off. it's a story it's a screw job that happened to him. It was like a match between him and one of the top guys at the time. And like he, he was being put into a submission hold. Yeah. And someone rang the bell that he tapped and he didn't tap. And then they were like, give the other guy the title. He won. And the whole, everyone, even the fans, everyone was like, just got screwed. And like ever since then, there's been bad blood and he quit. And he went away for a long time. He came back a few years ago, but I don't know a lot of the behind the scenes of that. But I think there was some like bad blood there. Like so this is serious stuff as opposed to is, like the character. So it wasn't stuff? supposed to end like that. Oh my and god! Yeah, there's stuff that okay. happens behind the scenes that bleeds into on camera. Like okay. there was stuff with the guy named CM Punk who was one of my favorites, oh, and yeah. he had a lot of backstage beef with some of the top management and writing staff, mm-hmm. and they he didn't like the direction he was being taken, and all a lot of things. He kind of like aired his grievances about it on air later. But it was just like he was being treated, he thought, poorly or unfairly. And it led to he did one of the few times he had many in, in times where he, he came on screen and like fitted into story. It became part of story. Oh, like, but he wasn't supposed to be in it. Well, they were like, OK, his contract's ending. Go out and just say whatever you want. Like this treated <laughs> as like what well, your final goodbye. And he's like, all right. So he oh, did, shit. and he became one of the most, like, in the cur- current era of, like, wrestling and stuff, people look at that as, like, I got back into wrestling because oh, of, wow. like, that. Yeah, because it fun. felt so real and awesome. Yeah, he, like, he kind of came out, sat down, and he just was, like, I've been dealing with shit all day, like, every, all year. I'm being, they keep putting guys like John Cena over, all this shit. Like, you like, oh, shit, this is real. Like, you're watching it, and he's like, 
this fake? This isn't fake. This is real. And I'm like, and you, there was a mix of both. It was like, it's real and fake. There's there's terms for all this. It's like shoot work. There's Holy like moly. KFAB, non-KFAB. KFAB is like in story. Like in like, is he injured KFAB or is he injured real? Like KFAB wow. means is he is his character like faking an injury yeah, to take time yeah. off? Or does it mean so th- there's all this like gossip is so bad where you're like, funny. is this real? Is How, part like, of- it's because it is, it's not technically a sh- a show that's like being scripted and run like but and then edited. It's 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 scripted and then live. So a lot of times like they don't know if if like what he's doing is 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 right essentially and there's for a the script there, or for real life yeah absolutely and wow. there's a risk reward with that because nowadays from what i read and hear about is that wrestling is way more scripted it doesn't allow the wrestlers as much t- chance and opportunity to be natural right naturally speak how they feel what the reason they got into like they got brought in or like you, you're a great wrestler you're a great talker we want you they bring him in and then they just start putting limits and parameters like you should say this you can't say this like you should let me figure that out i'm the i have the character yeah and something the rock said that i think attributes to why he's so been so good is like end of the day you got to take some risks like i think if i'm paraphrasing but he's like when you're out there it's live mm-hmm. no one has control but you when it's live so there's a lot of times in his era where a lot of people went off script they went on risks but they backed it up, and then the crowd were like, "We want more of that." Yeah. And they're like, "We we kind of got to run with this now." It feels like a natural thing, though. Like if you get to a good, a, like mood where like you're feeding off of the crowd, you can feel them like they're they're enjoying this. Like yeah. you keep going that route, you know. And obviously, once they start like, you know, you should kind of start like they kind of not as loud anymore. You're like, okay, maybe I got to turn into a different direction. Yeah. Like it, it gets to that point, you know. And now, like like you're saying, if it is more scripted then it doesn't allow for that point to happen anymore. There's another video that I recommend watching. I'm pretty sure you watched it. Rock's first, his reaction to his first wrestling. Watch that video because he wasn't supposed to win that match. And the guy let him win. And then he like pins him down. He's like, and he whispers in his ear like, oh, thank you, brother. Thank you for letting me win. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting things where it's like how the matches go. Like people say it's choreographed. It depends on the wrestlers, but I like to always say like a match is like a dance with mm-hmm. the wrestlers, like the really good ones. They take cues. They're like sometimes they'll talk. They'll be like kind of like under the breath of like counter this like clothesline or like I'm going to take you down, like little things under their breath. Or sometimes the ref will be like when they go in to check on them, if you look at the ref, they're telling them they're not checking if they're OK. They're telling them the next part of the, oh, the match nice. or spots like they'll be like there'll be key spots, but everything else is like. I'll take your cue. Other other wrestlers are so good, like the Nakamura guy, the guy from Asia. They like he fought this guy. His first match in WWE was against a guy who was really good, but they've never faced. And the guy was like, "Do you want?" They talked to him, or they were interviewed later. They're like, "Did you guys talk about like how you wanted the match to be?" They're like, "No, we kind of wanted it to be natural." So we just went in there, and we f- we didn't even talk. Like even in the match, they weren't talking. They just felt like this is the next thing I should be doing. This is the next thing he should be doing. And they just took it and it's improv. There are like the, the elements that are covered and like choreographed are like, you have to hit him through this table at some point in the match. Right. You have to pin him. You have, this is how it has to end. Like key points are set, but everything in between it's up to the wrestlers and sometimes the staff to like, Action. Like, it's interesting. It's like, how do you do that? Yeah. And how do you make it look natural? Really? Not yeah. just like, make it happen like because you can do it and you don't feel robotic and rigid and there's shitty matches like that <laughs> but then there's the naturally organic one and these people are 
that's one of the things with the Japanese pro wrestling. They spend more time focusing on the in-ring story, whereas I feel like WWE focuses more on the like the entertain like outside the ring story. Yeah. Like they'll spend more time with people on the mics or backstage or promos or commercial you know, like that mm-hmm. editing. Mm-hmm. But seeing a mix of the two, where you see a match start and there's already a story built up, and then the match goes, and in the match, a story is being told. Like, this guy is arrogant at the beginning, and he's rushing him, and he's hitting him with everything he's got. And he's like, I can't do anything. And you see him giving up. Like, physically, it's like acting. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I want to go watch wrestling right now. <laughs> but it's fun. I enjoy it. I hope others enjoy it. Um, yeah. It's it's gotten better. I mean, a lot of people give it shit. It's like, oh, it's not like the Attitude Era. That was like when The Rock and Stone Cold. And the, oh, I understand that. That was a special time. I mean, but that's changed. It's changed. It's Things gotten. Move. It's. Be, I think it's taken a form of its own. It's PG now, which also yeah. doesn't help so WWE because it's like they more. can't do blood. Mm. They can't. They they found ways. They used to do blood. They used to do no. a ton of blood. They would I, cut themselves. Never. That was one to. thing they do. Yeah, that was Holy bad. So like, they would they would have like razors in their wristbands, and then they would pop them out and just like slide. And it would do like it's for the safety of them not to do it anymore, but. There's other ways to do it too. Yeah, like the blood packets and stuff. Punch like that, him in the nose. That's crazy. Well, no, like one thing that happened recently was like Brock Lesnar. He's a big UFC fighter. Had a big match against Randy Orton, who's yeah. the guy that is like RKO out of nowhere. If you see the meme, <laughs> um, and you were like, "Oh, what's going to happen?" And, and the RKO out of nowhere. Well, yeah, <laughs> but what happened was, and no one else knew, so only the rest, the two wrestlers knew, was that Brock was just going to destroy him. No match. It was yeah. just going to be like, "I'm going to pummel you." End of story. Right. But when he was pummeling him, they were like, "We need a little bit of blood to come." But it needs to be natural. So Brock really used the hard part of his elbow on on Orton's that. head and just started hitting him harder. And blood was coming, but more than expected. Mm. Backstage, they didn't know if that was real or not, some of the wrestlers. So like there was a story for a while. Jericho was actually worried about Orton. He's like, that was irresponsible of Lesnar to do this to Orton because it's you're your partners when you're in the ring. You you watch each other's back. You can hurt each other if you don't, right. if you're reckless. So Orton got really pissed off because he's like, "You're sh- that's shitty." Like if that wasn't like if he was he wasn't because he wasn't in the know. Yeah, and not everyone's always in the know. So he got in, in Lesnar's face about it, and then there was a misunderstanding, and then Lesnar got in, Orton, in Jericho's face. And you're like, "Oh shit!" Backstage it's about to drama. Go down. Yeah, it was like a real match is about to go down. <laughs> UFC. Yeah. So it's fun. Like I love all aspects of it: the backstage, the in ring, the. It, it's the crazy how like like things like that were like it's not a scripted thing. But they were like only the two wrestlers that were doing it knew, and it, it broke into a different story, essentially naturally because you know this guy was actually upset with him for for scaring everyone, you yeah. know, for doing that, and then they kind of just scripted into another. Yeah, they had a little. They thing. had like a encounter on camera, and they you're like, oh, there's like more <laughs> meaning behind this. So then, you know, we did. That's funny. There was like one time where a guy had been dating a girl for a long time, and then. Someone else, she left him for another wrestler, and they were like rivals in story. But now there was even more rivalry. They're like, <laughs> "We're gonna work this relationship thing into the story now." And like, yeah, like, I really lost her. You guys are adding a story yeah, to this. It's rough. It's brutal for them. I don't know. Can I just add Stone Cold, All American Hero? Oh yeah. For, I don't know if you guys remember he uh, Stone Cold stunned Trump. Oh, the president. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Trump was in wrestling all for a American while. hero, dude. Yeah, was, it was, was it for like a long while, or was he it like was a short the thing. mania it was, thing? It was a few years ago. It was close to mania, I think. 
Trump was on like backing one wrestler while Vince McMahon was backing another wrestler and Stone Cold was like the intermediary <laughs> and like it was a hair versus hair match <laughs> and Trump, loses. Trump won or Trump's guy won and so he got to shave Vince McMahon's head oh. but then like afterwards like because Stone Cold hates Vince McMahon he's like oh let's cheer with Trump but Trump, Stone Cold always like hits everyone like it doesn't matter he's on his own side <laughs> yeah. so he actually stone cold stunned Trump. Watch Donald that Trump. video too. <laughs> highly kind of, recommend. It's very highly satisfying. recommend. Gotcha. That's not even it. So yeah, just shared that with you guys. Hope you hope I didn't bore you. You know what? I actually want to go to a wrestling match live. Ooh. So whenever California they come, great. whenever they come to Anaheim, let's go. It's a funny thing too because um I have uh, I have a sister. Uh, she's gone to like WrestleMania. She has like the chair that they give you. What? And I like I thought she went. With her boyfriend, because okay. her boyfriend liked it. And oh. I'm like, you don't like it. You're just going with your boyfriend. And she's super into it, man. Dude. Like, dude, she'll, like, she'll watch the episodes come out. And I'm like, <laughs> I guess. I don't, this is not just not my thing. You Stone know? Like, Stunners. I got, I got two points. But she's into, she's into the female uh, side of it, though. Females, they're, yeah. so they've stepped it up. Before they used to just be divas where they were like eye candy. Yeah, Back right. in the more risque mm-hmm. period, they would do bikini matches, all this stuff, which is fun, whatever. But now they're like, we're athletes too. And they nice. kick ass. Like, yeah, they yeah. legitimately do some awesome shit. That I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> um, management side, they don't handle it as well. Because now they're like, we have to ham fist this down. Like, yeah, we're pushing this. But it's like, just let them naturally tell their stories. Right. They'll tell fantastic stories. The live stuff, you mentioned that. I'm totally down. Because they do it in LA. They do it in Anaheim. They do pay-per-views. They do live shows. They do house shows. House shows are like non-televised. So they do a little bit more fun stuff, but it's not televised, so it's not as big. Um, but that's a whole other experience too, because you go, you see that live, and it feels fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do, you see a side of it where it's like you don't see it on camera or on TV or whatever. So it's like you're seeing a live performance. I you mentioned like people you don't expect to like it, so I've been watching it a lot, and I live with my girlfriend mm-hmm. and hi Katie, um, <laughs> and she's now over the years kind of like. Who's that? Oh, is that CM, CM Punk? And what was funny was I felt a moment of pride recently. Like, <laughs> I think it was a month ago. I was watching and she was in, like doing her own thing somewhere else. I was like, hey, she's." I started reacting to something. I'm like, oh, shit. And she's like, what? What's going on? I'm like, oh, I'm watching wrestling. She's like, what happened? I'm like, so this guy, and I'm explaining to her like she doesn't know anything yeah. about wrestling. I'm like, this guy, his name's AJ Styles, and she, he's doing this, and... Shane McMahon is like getting on him and blah 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 this situation. She's like, I know who Shane McMahon. And mid midway through saying Shane McMahon, she's like, I know too much. She's like, I. She had a moment of realization, <laughs> and I was like laughing so hard at that. I was like, uh, my kitty. <laughs> it was funny. So I felt like I did good. I was like, nice. But yeah, like I mean, listening to like the how the stories are like are portrayed, like it's getting me interested. I might. I mean, for sure, I watched the YouTube video. The, yeah. the oh. wrestling is not wrestling. So. They have some of their old, so like good. the WWE channel has some old stuff. They've got like this is one thing I have to plug right now. They did this thing. You both should check it out. Even if you don't like wrestling, it's really funny. It's called um, Southern. Uh, I forget what it's called. Like Southwest Regional Wrestling or something. Okay. It's the wrestlers playing like seventies and eighties style gimmick stuff, where it's like one guy is a Elvis Presley, but like. See, like for instance, John Cena is like an old 
South, like local indie, like commentator. He's yeah. like, I'm Chet Cheddarfield, and we're in <laughs> Southeast Reggie. And like other wrestlers that you see now are like playing like Barnyard Bill and like <laughs> the Sea Monster and the stuff. And they did like five short, four shorts on YouTube, and they're fucking hilarious. Like, I laugh so hard watching them. Like, I highly recommend you guys check it out. Um, it was a lot of fun. Cool. So, yeah. Funny new topic for me. I mean, and I'm, I enjoyed it, so I might have to start watching. Yeah, you should check out that Max Linus thing. I think that, oh, that yeah. like I ha- like for anyone who hasn't seen it, that explains a lot of like the nuances. And he kind of he focuses on one wrestler and everyone around him, but it it kind of encapsulates a lot of what is wrestling. And the ending to that is superb because he talks about storytelling. Yeah, it's superb. Superb. So we will talk about it next week. So if you like storytelling. You should watch wrestling is not wrestling. I think so. Yeah, hundred percent. It it tells you why people are bored all the time and why we need forms of media to entertain us. It's, it's good. Yeah, good stuff. Well, this has been another episode of the weekly DLC. I hope you enjoyed every bit of that as much as we did. I had fun. It was a lot of fun. Did you guys have fun? I had fun. Good. My throat hurts talking too much about us. <laughs> Um, uh, you can find us on our social medias. We have uh, I'm at at Cujo Prime. I'm at the Fulio for and Twitter. I'm at at the Last Bosses. At at at, at the Last at Bosses. The last bosses. <laughs> Money in a bank. <laughs> um, you can find us there. We'll be having like our the weekly DLC social media coming up soon, so we'll promote that when we can, and we'll let you know. Um, you can find us on iTunes and other podcast services. Um, and before okay. prediction who's gonna win or this isn't like a group thing group thing it's like individual matches yeah everyone's okay never mind match. i'm thinking royal oh, rumble you're like, My yeah, bad. Who wins there the- is a rumble <laughs> but it's an andre the giant memorial rumble it's uh, it's kind of it, there's not for anything it's a big trophy mm-hmm. but it's still like a royal rumble-esque thing where you have to throw everyone over the top that, oh, they, sure. that's a fun style match but i'm excited i'm doing a little thing for it i'm, I'm gonna be I'll let, I'll let you guys know how if it lived up to this year. Like every year is like a hit or miss, but okay. Yeah, so check that out. You can check us out on our podcast. SoundCloud is a place you can check us out. If you have any questions, contact us at our social medias or email us at um, ask. ask the weekly DLC at gmail.com. So ask the weekly DLC at gmail.com. Awesome. And then uh, just, I mean, uh, to bring up, like, with the new equipment we have, you know, we're still learning it. I, I really hope this one comes out really well. I know we had issues with the last yeah, one. <laughs> that was so that was fun. I, oh. um, you know, I just, I'm hoping that this, you know, becomes like a normal thing with, with greater quality. Comes greater power. Yeah. With comes great greater. quality comes great power. <laughs> no responsibility. Though. No responsibility at all. <laughs> we can talk about whatever we want. <laughs> cool. Well, I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>